Aloha everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Aloha. Welcome to Sasha Spins where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in your day. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing and just having a really good day so far. So as I'm trying to get consistent and back into the swing of things, I've really noticed that there's so much information that I wish I had in my 20s, especially my early 20s and my mid-20s. And the older I get, especially in the soul cycle space, I feel like I've kind of taken on this role as your millennial big sis, big auntie, uh, big cousin that you can talk to and give you advice. And something that I've been thinking about is the concept of advocating for ourselves. As a black woman who literally nothing has been handed to, And just being a black woman, period, regardless of whether things have been handed to me or not, I think one thing that I've learned at a very early age through trial and a lot of error, a lot of trial and error, is how to advocate for myself. And growing up, I was always taught that a closed mouth don't get fed and nobody's going to give you anything. So you have to work for, you have to earn for, earn everything you have. And even after you've worked for it and you've earned it, people ain't still, people are still gonna try to swindle you out of things that you deserve and are earned. So you got to work harder and you got to learn how to speak up for yourself. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about being the squeaky wheel. This is like advocating for yourself 101. So folks in your early 20s, my girlies in your early 20s, in your mid 20s, your late 20s, this is for you. And even if you're 30, you're in your 30s and you're still learning, because I'm still learning new things every single day. So wherever you are in your life, this is for you, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a black woman. So Let's get right on into it, okay? Okay, so this is what we're talking about here. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. We're gonna take some notes today or run this back. Whatever one works good for you. So before I even get started, if you're not familiar with the concept of being the squeaky wheel because you know we talk in terms of definitions here, let's talk about it. So the squeaky wheel, let's, let's define it. Squeaky wheel is regarded as someone who complains or causes problems is more likely to receive attention or help than someone who stays quiet and doesn't cause problems. Like I said, a closed mouth don't get fed, okay? And I don't like the idea of, I don't like the idea of complaining or causing problems because we've been like, our society, goodness, we live in a very capitalistic society that cultivates this mentality of, complicitness and silence at all costs. So if you are speaking up, even in the face of something that is explicitly wrong, like more like wrong, 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 period, morally wrong, ethically wrong, wrong, two plus two equals five, wrong, people are still, and you, and you talk about it and you bring it out 
and you call it out, people are still going to look at you like you're the problem because we live in a society that rewards complicitness. We live in a society that rewards spineless ass behavior. And we also live in a society where people view you as a problem if you speak up, specifically <laughs> when you are either a woman or a woman of color because of our likability bias, right? If you've never heard about this before, basically the likability bias, the likability penalty is people are rewarded for doing something while another group is punished for doing the same thing. So women who are more outspoken, who are more forward, who are more direct, are more likely to be seen as cold or combative in comparison to men who exhibit the same behaviors, they're more likely to be seen as leaders, confident, um, he's out there, he's paying attention, he's in the mix, you know, like when women do certain things, it's regarded as a negative, whereas when men do it, it's regarded as a positive. And the same thing is, especially in terms of women of color, but also black women. How many times as a, as a society where we've called, we've seen black women be called nags or aggressive or mouthy or loud for just speaking truth to power or recognizing something fucked up is happening that should not be happening. We see that all the freaking time. And in my personal life experience, and we're going to, we, we going to be giving some examples in this podcast. We ain't dropping names, but we going to be giving some examples. I have experienced that myself. And this is why I want to really talk about this because I see us kind of getting back to that time where we're going a little backwards and I don't really like it. I'm seeing a lot of um, classy lady, like a lot of that rhetoric, that kind of the submissiveness that kind of leads on women being silent and just being happy with what they're given. And I don't like that shit. So we're going to talk about it. So today this is advocating for yourself one-on-one. -on -one. Now this ain't, this, this ain't for relationships. So I don't want to say like this may or may not serve you well in your relationships. This is from a business life work perspective. So the first things first, speak up and speak clearly. When I say speak up and speak clearly, what I mean is focus on facts, not feelings. What happens is when you bring feelings to the table, especially as women, you're not as a woman and a younger woman, you're not going to be taken seriously and you're more likely to be gaslit like, oh, you feel this way because your feelings aren't facts. Our feelings for us are facts and it informs us of a lot of things. Our feelings are real but they're not necessarily facts. So when you are going into any type of environment where you're trying to speak up for yourself, especially advocate for yourself and be a squeaky wheel, focus on the facts of it, not the feelings, okay? Always come prepared with numbers and data and metrics and information so you can make your point. You have to come with information because another thing that's going to happen is if you don't come with these facts and these figures and what has happened and the, you know, people are going to try and move the goalpost. They're going to try even 
especially from an emotional perspective, right? So I had a coworker. <laughs> I had a coworker who we were given explicit information. Our team lead had went on leave and this woman, our team lead went on leave. It was another woman I was working with. She was an older white woman. Context applies here. Context applies here. Our team lead left myself and this older white woman with a task. He left me in charge of this task. I did the tax. Oh, sorry. I did the tax task. Wow. Why can't I speak right now? <laughs> I think it's because thinking about the story is getting me heated because I was real heated at the time. And this is like years ago. This is probably eight years ago at this point. And it still pisses me off thinking about it. But anyways, I did the task. I left for the day. I sent her an email. I said, baby girl, I didn't, I didn't call her baby girl on the email, but for the purposes of this podcast, because like I said, we're not name dropping for the purposes of this podcast. I said, baby girl, here is what it is. We're going to look it over on Monday. Don't submit it until then. What does girl going to do? What does baby girl do? She makes her own edits, doesn't update it to say that she made her own edits and doesn't put her name on it and then sends it up with my name on it. Now, remember I told you I wrote that email, right? And we're going to talk, we're going to touch on this in point number two, but I wrote that email letting her know that I had worked on this. Don't send it up. Don't do nothing. She came, she submitted it. I come into the office on Monday and I get an email Sasha, there are a lot of things wrong in this document. Please, the person that we were supposed to submit it to that I wanted to wait for our team lead to get back to review it, she had already emailed it to that person without our team lead reviewing it with her own edits that were wrong and didn't put her name on it. So then the person that she emailed it to was like, Sasha, please call me at your earliest convenience. There is a lot of misinformation in this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, this raggedy bitch. I went to her and I said, baby girl, did you submit this with changes without putting your name on it? And she said, well, yes. And I said, why did you do that? And as soon as I asked her in a very level speaking voice why she did that, she going to start like, panicking like, well, I just thought that I can make some updates to it and I thought that I could help and blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, that's fine. We'll wait for team lead to get back. Team lead gets back. And before I can even speak to him, she goes up to him, starts crying and says, Sasha was speaking towards me aggressively and she made me cry and I didn't like it. And this, this white woman was lying on me. And y'all know the power of white woman's tears, right? So I wasn't going for that at all. I wasn't going for that at all. So then she tried to make it seem like even though people who are around who did vouch for me in the end that I did not yell at this woman, that there were no tears, that were nothing, nothing at all. My team lead comes to me and he's like, Sasha, you know, I heard from, I almost said her name. <laughs> I heard from baby girl that you made her cry. Why were you being so aggressive towards her? And I looked this man dead in his eye and I said, first and foremost, you were not there with to hear the conversation that I had, you're not even talking to me to try and get my side out of it. And out of nowhere, you believe that I'm being the aggressor towards her. 
aggressive towards her. As a black woman, I don't appreciate being called aggressive when I've never been called aggressive a day in my life. Number two, go to the people that were around when we were having the conversation. I did not raise my voice at her at all. I asked her a question and when she said yes, I said that I was going to wait for you to get back to go over the documents. And third of all, she submitted documents in my name after she had made edits and did not make it clear that she had made the edits and sent submitted in my name. So essentially what she is doing is tarnishing my name and lying. And I have the receipts because when you make certain edits in a Microsoft document, you can see who made the last edits and it wasn't me. So then dude's face gets all red and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I really didn't, I didn't mean it like that, calling you aggressive. And I said, well, the fact that you took her word before mine and calling a black woman aggressive is a dog whistle and I don't appreciate that at all. I was not aggressive towards her. So then he's going to talk to other people. You know, he left the meeting. He apologized. He talked to other people that were around who confirmed that I did not yell at her. Then he's going to look at the document and say that and see that she had made these edits and baby girl was fired about three weeks later. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because it's none of my business and I didn't ask. I don't know if it was it was directly related to that situation. But had I not come armed with facts and removed my feelings from the matter, it could have gone a completely different way. I could have been gaslit. I could, this woman could have successfully lied on me. So when you speak up for yourself in advocating for yourself, you need to speak clearly. You need to come with facts. You need to come with document, any figures and let it be that. That's how you advocate for yourself. That's rule number one, speaking up and speaking clearly, focus on facts, not feelings. Don't allow yourself to be gaslit, okay? Always come prepared, prepared with evidence. And then this is number two, and this 1A, 1A. As a black woman who's been in a corporate environment for the better part of over a decade at this point, Emails, emails, emails. You keep a track record of everything. You talk to any, black women be knowing. Go to any black, I'm giving away the culture right now. I'm giving away a little secret. So keep this to yourself. Don't spread this to everyone, okay? Like, <laughs> but if you ask a black woman, do you got a trove of emails that you're saving? The answer is yes, okay? Because we be knowing. Because as black women, we are more likely to be lied on, gaslit, made to feel like we're the problem. And if you don't have that 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 track record, though that to back you up, things can go left very quickly for you. And I don't want that for you. So let's move on to number two. How to advocate for yourself. Rule number two. Escalate as necessary. Do not be afraid to take something over someone's head as necessary. What I mean by that is if you're having conversations with someone and they're not doing the behaviors, they're not being held accountable in their service to you, because this is a team, you're working with someone, right? This is a team effort. We are working together as coworkers in this environment and you're not doing what you're supposed to do 
and we have had a conversation and I've asked you for something three and four times, it is okay at that point to escalate as necessary. Do not be afraid to CC their boss. Do not be afraid to CC any party you feel as necessary on any conversation or communication that you believe will get you the desired results that you are looking for. And this is why, I, and I want to be very clear on the as necessary, because you don't need to be CCing someone's boss on every email, okay? Like I've worked with some people who have done that and it is very passive aggressive, one. And for two, it lets me know that they're not confident in what they're doing. So you don't need to be emailing, you don't need to be CCing somebody's boss on every communication. That's not necessary. It's not necessary, okay? When I, I'm talking about when you have discussed the same thing three and four times and you're still not getting any results or it's taken them days to get back to your emails, but you, you know, you're interacting with them, they're answering other emails, they're not getting back to you. It's not even a, let me find out this information and I'll get back to you. They just not respond to your emails. Please believe that it is okay to escalate as necessary and CC any party on that email, that communication that you are going to feel is going to get things moving. And the reason why I say emails, you need to get things in writing because a lot of people like to have side conversations about things that they may or may not feel comfortable putting in writing because they know they're wrong or they don't want to be held accountable down the line or they're, you know, they're saying some mess and they know it's mess, but then they are relying on it becoming a he said, she said. And if they have the upper hand on the situation, then their word is going to automatically be believed over yours. And trust me, as a black woman, this has happened before. <laughs> As a younger woman, this has happened before. So I'm telling you, that's not a situation you want to get yourself involved in. So again, follow up. If you are having these verbal conversations, that's fine. But here's the T. Also then follow up that ver verbal conversation with a written confirmation. Anything that you're having, any conversation that you're having verbally, just go ahead afterward, send an email like to confirm, this is what we're talking about. This is what we talked about. This is what we discussed. This is what we agreed upon. And let it be that. That way you have this, you have documented acknowledgement of this conversation taking place. And that person knows that you know that this is what we said. So ain't gonna be no room for the bullshit. Ain't no gonna be no room for the he said, she said. Escalate as necessary. And an example of this is when I was, when the whole 2020 George Floyd, everything was happening. I saw a post on a social media account that I didn't like for a company, and I'll just leave it at that, for a company. <laughs> I spoke with their social media marketing team, and we had a conversation, and it took me three or four emails to even get to getting in contact with the person to have a conversation with them. And I didn't like the conversation that I had with them. So what do we do? We escalate. I ended up speaking with the CEO of that company about how I felt. And it was a productive conversation. And some things were made clear to me. I learned more and that post ultimately got pulled. 
But when I say escalate as necessary, bring facts, don't bring just your feelings. The fact of the matter is that post that I was reaching out about was a shit show. And this person that I needed to talk to, the first line of defense wasn't getting back to me. I finally got in contact with them, didn't like their approach, didn't feel the conversation was productive and escalated as necessary. So don't be afraid to take action and escalate things as necessary, especially if it's something that's gonna come back on you. And when I say come back on you, this is probably the biggest one. And this is the biggest piece of advice that I want to give people because this one has gotten me tripped up so many different times. And I have to remember this often because my instinct is to help people. My instinct is to speak up for people who can't speak up for themselves or to be a voice. And sometimes that is a great thing. Other times it's not such a great thing, especially when there are people who may be in your ear or on the sidelines hyping you up, you know, they'd be on the Slack or on the DMs or on Teams, like, yeah, this is messed up and I don't like this and blah, 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 blah. So they're hyping you up, right? And you're like, you know what? I think I'm gonna say something. And then you bring it up and it's crickets, okay? So this is rule number three in advocating for yourself one-on-one. -on -one. Advocate for yourself. Be mindful of who you're advocating for and what the end situation is going to look like for you. Speak up for yourself and don't think that people will co-sign you. Do not expect anyone, regardless of what they may be saying in the DMs and they be popping up, do not expect anyone to co-sign you. If you're gonna speak up, if you're gonna be that squeaky wheel, it's gotta be for you and something that you believe in. Because people are very comfortable talking, 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 popping off, yapping, yakety, yakety, yakety. They got the Twitter fingers. They're going in the group chats and on the DMs. They're fine. They will hype you up. Boy, they will hype you up. But in the meeting, they won't say pimp. You say what you got to say, and then you're waiting for people to co-sign you, and then it's and you're looking around waiting for them, and they're checking their nails, they're texting, or they'll be in the chat like, yeah, tell them. But then I'm like, why are you texting me right now? <laughs> why don't you open up your mouth and say something? So I'm going to tell you right now, speak if it will benefit you. And if you have a question, ask it if it's gonna benefit everyone in the group to have this knowledge, but don't allow people to use you as a mouthpiece because people are totally fine with using others. Some people, not all, let me rephrase that. Some people are very comfortable use allowing you to go in and put on the bulletproof vest and let people unload the clip. And then after you've taken all the shots, they are ready for to step up over your ashes, over your body and reap the rewards. So they will use you to get ahead. And in that they will throw you under the bus and view you as disposable. So don't let people use you. And the reason why I say this is because I, because I am so naturally someone that is going to speak up when something is going wrong and I'm not, I'm not for the bullshit. So I hear a lot of things and I'm like, mm, that don't sound right. But I have learned over time to be more strategic 
with how I speak up because in my experiences and one of them recently happened over as the pandemic was settling in and I was just noticing things and I was like, I don't really like this. And so I take it to my coworkers and I'm like, have y'all been noticing that this is just a little off? And everyone's like, oh my God, this is totally off. I was waiting for someone to say something. I felt that way too. So if you say something about it, I'll definitely have your back. And I'm like, okay, cool. My dumbass. <laughs> dumbass is thinking these people got my back they said they agreed with what I had to say so I get up there and I say what I gotta say that seven other people confirmed that they felt the same way and what happened what happened I'm gonna give you all a second I took all the bullets I, I took it all. I, I took all the hostile and the, the hostility and the heat and the crazy abusive behavior. And did anybody else say something? No. Did these people benefit off of the words that I said? Yeah. Did I benefit? No. <laughs> so you can absolutely be the squeaky wheel and I encourage you to be the squeaky wheel. I encourage you 110%. If you notice something going wrong, I want you to speak on it and you absolutely should, especially if it's something that directly impacts you. But don't allow yourself to be used by your coworkers or in a group environment to be the person that's gonna confront it all and say it because a lot of people, a lot of people, they can talk comfortably behind the scenes but when it comes down time to be put on the spot mm -mm, mm -mm, don't let them use you and also be very strategic in group chats okay because again that's another environment where people are saying anything but just know that anybody can be screenshotting and sending it away so be very comfortable in those group chats because again some people will be quick to throw you under the bus if they see something benefiting you so as I said, it is good to be the squeaky wheel because when you speak up for yourself, when you advocate, no one's, no one's going to hand you anything. No one's going to give you anything unless you're super privileged and lucky and you have nepotism on your side. I love that for you. I love it for you. That's not my experience. So when Miss Sophia in the color purple, she was like, all my life I had to fight. I was like, I feel it. I feel it because everything I have, Everything that I've gotten, everything that I have earned, it has been earned. And then some, got to snatch everything and snatch it and work for it and fight for it. So trust and believe when I say you need to advocate for yourself, you absolutely will because you absolutely have to because a closed mouth don't get fed, but be very strategic about how you do it and protect yourself, protect yourself. So what did we learn today? We're going to run it back. We're going to summary it back. Number one, speak up, speak clearly, focus on facts, not feelings, okay? Oh, that kind of rhymes. It doesn't, but I like the way it sounded. Okay, number two, escalate as necessary. As necessary is the key word here. Don't be afraid to take it over somebody's heads, but make sure that you have executed every avenue that you can. You 
communicated three times, you tried to reach them on different app, uh, different ways, and you're not getting anything, don't be afraid to escalate, okay? Don't be afraid to escalate. And the third one, the third and final one, speak up for yourself. Do not allow people to use you though and don't think that people will co-sign you. If you're gonna say something in a group environment, be prepared to stand on your own and stand 10 toes down because some people are spineless as hell and they be hyping you up. But then when it comes down to stand up for you and stand, stand with you, child, they ain't nowhere to be found. So <laughs> that's it. As a 30-something, as your 30-something millennial big sis, this is what I have to offer you in terms of being the squeaky wheel and advocating for yourself. So let me know. Was this helpful? Is there anything you agreed upon? Is there any crazy story you have to tell about a coworker? Because let me tell you something. I love crazy coworker stories, so <laughs> I don't like experiencing it. Like, y'all, let me tell you something for real. I love mess. I love watching mess from a distance. I don't like being involved in it at all. Like that's stressful. Whoo, child. And the way my like, you know, the way my energy is set up, I just don't have time to deal with it. You know, I don't got time to let it affect my energy and the, the what I'm trying to cultivate and create over here. So I ain't got time. But if you got a funny, crazy coworker story you'd like to share, I'd love to hear about it. You can drop me a note, a voice note on Anchor FM, or you can hit me up on my Instagram, the Sasha Whitney. And until next time, peace out.